Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. And we are back for another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and we have a very special guest co-host today, Chelsea Pozzola. Thank you so much for joining us. For people who don't know, she's a social media influencer, and one of my best friends. I mean, we we met playing golf, and now we're kind of doing the social media stuff. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to be here. I have loved watching your and listening to your podcast, and so excited to be on this week. Well, we're going to get right into it because I think we have a lot to discuss. We had the PGA Championship, and it was wild. I mean, wild. waited over a year for a major, and I think it's safe to say this was worth the wait. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> Golf has just been, since coming back, has been crazy, and it's been amazing. But I think we'll start off with the coverage, because that's always a big point of discussion with a lot of people. I know in the beginning of the week, people were complaining about it being on ESP, ESPN Plus, and then you had to pay you know, the $4.99 for it. But all in all, I thought ESPN crushed it. They did such an amazing job. I loved how they had the shot tracer on almost every single shot. Scott yep. Van Pelt is a legend. He is a legend. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> I want him to commentate every golf tournament. Like you said, the shot tracer, I think the way that they did some of the camera angles with almost like a 360 view was incredible. Um, I love the post-round coverage. Michael Eaves did such a good job. I mean, you you felt like you were there just watching the coverage, which was great because, you know, it's so hard to not be there. Well, and all the shots they were showing and all of the players, too. You weren't mm -hmm. just getting the same three players. You were getting so many different shots, so many different players, and I thought that was great. But, Josh, as someone who is a bit <laughs> older you know <laughs> no 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 uh -oh. you can do it do it pg you can do it you can just say as an older guy you can as totally an older guy it. there you go there you go you saw scott van pelt on the golf channel so he is more familiar to you but this was kind of my first time seeing him in a golf setting and i know we've talked about this before on who we would like to see commentate golf tournaments and if 
everyone could aspire to be Scott Van Pelt, I think golf would be great. Uh, absolutely. And you tweeted about Scott Van Pelt and I was just, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I've grown up with him and then he moves over to sports center. You can tell he loves the game yep. and he has respect for the game and, and he, but he's, but he's also quick. So, I mean, he's kind of an older guy, PG, but he, he plays it really well. And I can't wait to hear the other things you have to say about comment. Speaking of commentating, <laughs> Speaking of commentating, let's get right into that. But wait, wait, let me just jump in one real quick. How cool were those drone shots of like DJ walking down the fairway and with that, that sharp, that, that Harding Park is, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And when I played it in the nineties, like I lived in San Francisco for a decade, that place was just a beautiful dump. It was a dump. I think I, paid tw- <laughs> I think I, 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 I actually, I think I paid twenty to twenty-five dollars to play it back in those days before the big, before the PGA got involved. But man, those drone shots made it look so beautiful. Actually, I would ask you one question though, because a lot of people before we get into I, the Phil Faldo situation, yeah. which I think we yeah. definitely need to talk about, um, Harding Park on TV didn't look all that spectacular I'll say and I had a lot of people asking me what I thought about the golf course it didn't look all that difficult on TV obviously the rough was super thick and the narrow the fairways were really narrow but you've played it before is it that hard of a layout what makes it so difficult it, it it's actually not so when I lived in the city, there's only there's only a couple of munis in the city. There's Lincoln, which is this beautiful. They have one. It's also a piece of. It's just it's a dump, but it's got this beautiful <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge shot on 16. That's that's second to none. And then Sharp, and we played Sharp a lot. It was affordable. It it, it plays a lot like um, munis everywhere, right? Where they just get beat. There's so many rounds played there. Um, those trees are gorgeous, and the um, the fairways were, were ragged, the, the, but like 20 yards wider. Yeah. Um, I think they did a lot 10 years ago. I think it was 10 or 15 years ago, and I can't remember when it was that they, they started that, that whole like campaign to get more PGA stuff there. Um, and I think what they did is they redid the greens. They made them a little more subtle. I, uh, to be honest with you, it wasn't a terribly hard track when I played it, but that was 20 years ago. Well, it's so I played golf in San Diego, and Torrey Pines was in our backyard, and so we would play there from time to time. And the course on everyday play compared to when they had a PGA Tour event was night and day. And then even having a PGA Tour event there compared to a major was, again, completely different. And so it's interesting to see how difficult you can make a golf course. And so I hear people all the time saying, I shot 75 at this course the other day. I could play professionally. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> I, it's so funny you said Torrey Pines because I'm watching that tournament. And the trees and kind of the layout, it reminded me of that. And I played Torrey Pines for Junior Worlds and then had played it on vacation another time. And the difference that exact, you hit it on the head, how they can make a golf course so much more difficult during those big tournaments makes a, all the world of a difference. Well, 100%. And, 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 and then another thing is, um, well, like in Torrey Pines, you guys both know, I mean, that's, that's driver five iron all day. Oh, yeah. and it's so long. But the other difference about um, Harding that, uh, that, that was tricky is that you notice no one, no one was really stellar out of the sand because the sand is not good. It's like public 
public coarse sand. Right. It's well, not I mean, they, t- they talked about that literally all the time. Anytime anyone was in the bunker, they're like, there's no sand in the bunker. There's no sand in the bunker. But I will say I love seeing them play on a muni. You see them play all these amazing golf courses that 99% of the public will never have the opportunity to play. And we always talk about growing the game. And I think having championship tournaments on public golf courses is the best thing you can do because Harding Park's going to get so much more play now because everyone's going to want to go out and play because they had the major there. So I hope that they put more even PGA Tour events, championship events on public golf courses, and I think that's great. But, okay, we need to talk about <laughs> Here she goes. Phil in the you booth. You know this part, right? You know okay. this, oh, right, Chelsea? I know. <laughs> So I have to do a tiny disclaimer because I threw out a tweet and I said that um, Faldo and Phil definitely hate each other. And I got I got in trouble for it and I'm probably going to get in trouble for even saying this. I want to make a disclaimer that I have no inside knowledge of their relationship. I know nothing. So everything that I say doesn't reflect on <laughs> any knowledge that I have. These are only my personal opinions uh, for people who don't know my agent. Uh, reps Nick Faldo as well and so when I put that out people thought that I had this you know inside knowledge to their relationship and that they actually hate each other and it's just causing all the drama (laughs) no one tells me shit no one tells me shit and if I do because I have a big mouth so if I have anything I'm gonna tell it but no I do not know anything but I was all in for Phil being in the booth do you guys think that that was kind of a trial run for him to see if he was good at it or people liked him all I can say is I hope so. I think it was Shane Bacon that tweeted, like, I hope they duct tape Phil to that chair because he was great. And I could not agree more. I mean, he was incredible because he brought, like, the player aspect. But then he's Phil. So he dropped, like, obviously the one-liner I know you're going to talk about. But he was just great. And I think it people wanted to watch that and see that because it gives such a different aspect that you see a lot of sports kind of integrating in. I, so I loved him. <laughs> I agree. I, and it's kind of like, you know, when Tony Romo sort of changed yes, exactly. for, for the NFL. But even more than that, Phil's actually in this tournament at this point. He's He has finished his third round. He is in the tournament. So I thought it was just so bold and so great. I thought it was great. And I love the back and forth between Phil and Nick. I thought it worked. It was a little awkward at times, but I think it's so... When you watch CBS, it's always the same thing over and over again, and it's kind of just PG, and everyone's getting along, and they'll crack a joke, and they'll kind of laugh about it, and it was, I love seeing that tension between them, and I don't know if they don't like each other, but I love that. I love they were busting each other's balls, going back and forth, but okay, I have a problem. I have a problem. The fact that Phil made a sex joke on national TV and hasn't lost one fucking sponsor? I am livid! I'm livid! Livid! I make an innuendo and I lose my job and he makes a fucking sex joke and people are like... I mean, could you imagine? Like, it just... If it was us or a woman, like, just... Can you imagine if I said that and people are like, Phil fucks, Phil's a legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if I said, you know what? I'm good at two things and I insinuate that I'm good at sex? Come on! Oh, Paige. Double standard. Yeah. I was so pissed. I was so pissed at that. But then again, I love Phil and I'm glad he said that. But just me sitting there thinking like if I said that, how much hate I would get. And it just made him more beloved. Like why can't I make a sex joke and be beloved? 
it's because we're women and that's the position and you have to be so careful and so scripted I feel like sometimes and never even unintentionally maybe making a joke that could come off sexual it's it's a crazy kind of world that we live in and then like you said Phil gets on there and it's like Phil Fox and everybody loves Phil it's just it's crazy to get as a woman to have to deal with that in our industry I know it, it made me so mad but I thought he was great I really hope they bring him back but I don't know. They asked him about it the next day, and he said that he that that was more motivation for him to play better. So yeah. instead of him talking about the top players, he wants to be a top player. But I, I think Phil's kind of at the point in his career where, I mean, he's lost his marbles. He's yeah. not. He's. I don't think he's gonna win another major, and I I almost don't think he's gonna win another PGA Tour event. What do you guys think? I mean, I would love to see it, obviously, but I don't think he just. You know, in watching him, it's just kind of a fill. There's this walk about him this aura this relaxation I feel like you just don't see like that fire anymore in him that you used to see I mean watching him kind of miss some of those putts I was disappointed because I'm like that's not Phil like and you know it just it was kind of you know it's sad to see because you're always it's Phil you root for him every time so Uh, Phil when we've talked about this PG is that Phil has got some sort of now he's got the joggers and he's got the sunglasses and he chews the gum and he hits the bombs and he has the Instagram. I think he's winding down his career and I think he's upping his 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 brand or his profile or whatever. And I think I I I agree, Chelsea. I don't think I don't think he's got I don't I think he knows he doesn't have much left in him. Yeah. Um, and he can like he got second last week. He, I mean, by default, he got second. But he got he he placed second last week, so he's. I actually kind of forgot about them. I don't really think about him all that much anymore, unless he no. does something like this. He never really crosses my mind. I don't think of his golf game first anymore. I think of him posting about his coffee on social media or now being in the booth. And I hope that if he does start commentating, that they keep him as Phil. They don't yeah. try to change him or water him down because I think that's what golf needs. And he's great. But let's get into actual, actual golf. Also, here. I have to say one thing about the commentary. I got to give Colt Nost. They, yes. I, yes, can plus. He's a dear friend of ours. And he was hilarious. He he reminded me a little bit of the Phil with dropping the one-liners. I mean, talking about the bunkers. I think Jordan hit a great bunker shot on three or four yesterday. And, you know, Colt just drops a, you don't see that at your country club every day. And just <laughs> the one-liners that to us really kept it fun. So I had to give Colt a shout out because he did a great job too. I mean, Colt kills it. He's really great. And I think you just need more people like that who are not afraid to say what they want to say. But let's get into the golf. I mean, we had Colin Morikawa. He put on an absolute clinic. Yeah, clinic. Clutch. I mean, his final round, his last 22 holes without a bogey in a major, it was so impressive. And people are already starting to make the comparisons to Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. Do you think that we are seeing a superstar be born in front of our eyes right now? I mean, I have to say this. Like, you know, having played professionally, you know when you get those nerves at the end, you could just see it in him. 23 years old. I think he just started on the PGA Tour less than a year ago. He's, they were joking. They're like, you know, he has the same number of majors as he has missed cuts. One, you know, he, he is playing so well. And you see that hunger in him. And I think watching him yesterday on 16 step up and hit that drive. What was it? 294 yards to seven feet. I'm like, I can't even hit an iron that close sometimes, you know? <laughs> And I think seeing that, seeing him be able to turn that, those nerves in those high pressure situations and be successful, that's what excites me. And that's why I think we could really be seeing that greatness come. And hopefully he continues to do that. 
I, I, I agree. And I've been watching him a lot because he's an L.A. boy. Right. And and then he won at Memorial and, and watching his demeanor. And my the thing for me, because there were two, like 12 people within two two shots on the back nine. I mean, it was up for grabs. And my my thing, Chelsea, I love that 16 was amazing. But that when he chipped in on 14 yeah. and 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 just there was the most emotion I'd, I'd, I'd ever seen him. And I've watched him all, you know, all season long. And when he chipped that one, because he fucked up that wedge, and he and he and he chips in and pounds that fist, I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy wants it. Yep. And then to make those putts on 17 and 18, like in those are nerve-wracking. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't sure how he was going to handle the pressure because we have mm-hmm. seen him before under pressure miss some short putts, but it seems like he's really learned from those experiences and used them to fuel his play moving forward. I have to say, though, and Jason Day mentioned this as well, I think having no fans at the tournament helped him for sure. And I don't know if he would have won or if he would have played as well if he had all of those fans around him. When I played in front of people, you just get this energy, this adrenaline boost, and it's so hard to be able to control your emotions when you're kind of feeding off the crowd and taking in all of their emotions, and it really hypes you up, and it makes you really jittery, and I think we're seeing a lot of young players thrive in this environment because this is what they're used to in playing mini tour events and college golf, not having that many spectators, and I don't, I honestly, I don't know if he would have won if there were a lot of fans there. What do you guys think? I 100% agree with you. I don't know if he would have. I think, you know, when you look at some of the older guys, and I think it was even Phil, that they thrive off of the crowds. And so for them, I think it's more like, okay, this is just another round. You don't have that energy. But for someone like him, you don't have the nerve. That's not an extra nerve that you're feeling. And so you hit it right on the head. I, I don't know. All I can say is that learning how to win is something you do from doing it. And I think even if he can kind of capitalize on this win and, and you know, at Memorial and keep it going, um, I think when fans do come back, maybe he can kind of use that experience and kind of go forward to not let that affect him, hopefully. But I, I do think it would have been maybe a different ending if uh, there were fans there. Yeah, Mike, that, this, I actually wrote this question down to ask both of you because you guys have both played professional golf. Because I, I, don't, I have no idea what it's like <laughs> for someone. No one watches me play golf. I mean, not even the people that play golf with me. So, like, so I, I, there's a lot of d- debate about that, right? This, it's been a whole debate since the bubble started and that, you know, maybe the, the, people get to cut their teeth, the Daniel Burgers and the, and, the, and, the, and the Todds and these guys that are maybe not used to crowds anyway. But it was my question to both of you. Yeah, so over under, how many majors do you think Colin Morikawa is going to win? Over under, that's a tough one. Um, oh, is it's five? tough. Someone asked know, me this question, I, and it's twenty three. Like he's so early he, on in his career, and getting the first one they say is a lot easier. Let's see if he can right. get the second one. I think he'll win over eight. Okay, but I high five. But at first, I was like maybe like higher, and then. I want to go five just because he's so young and you don't know, like, I mean, look at somebody, I don't want to say this because I really hope he comes out of this, but look at someone like a Jordan Spieth who so strong in the beginning and now, you know, is really struggling. And I, so I feel like it's so hard to predict that, but hopefully I think we'll kind of know more as the season progresses. And I mean, I'm pulling for him. I, I love him. I think his cute little smile and his whole energy and the maturity level that he carries, I think 
Um, I, I do genuinely love that about him. And so I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan, I have to say. <laughs> I, I think eight's a great over-under number, PG. I think it's like – I think that that's something – it could be one or the other mm-hmm. because his – game has no gimmicks like he's got a perfect swing he is he let he led in putting uh proximity to the hole and and one other like uh i think it was driving like driving yeah Yeah. accurate that's right so he's so he's perfect if he can win at a longer course like memorial he can also win at augusta with that putter yep and that those irons so he could no major is safe from 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 colin and I, 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 I don't know. I would say eight's the button. Yeah, and what I've heard, he's one of the nicest guys out on tour, and he seems to have his head on straight. And what a power move from his girlfriend. I his, know. Her boyfriend wins a major, and she gives him a high five. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to keep you on your toes. I'm not giving you a kiss. Exactly. I'm going to high five you. I love that. And he was so cute to her as well. And he said that he didn't start winning until she came into his life. But I love that. We love a supportive couple. But I was shocked that Brooke shot four over. I was shocked. I was so surprised. I mean, he just looked, I mean, they like, they stopped showing him on TV. It was just like, he, I was like, what is happening? I could not believe that that happened. I mean, I felt, you, you feel bad. You, you never want to see a player do bad. I feel like, I feel like for us, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but when I watch a player start struggling, like my stomach hurts because you've been there and you know, so you never want to like see somebody, you know, play bad, which is actually why I was so happy that Colin won because he won playing incredible golf. I mean, there's nothing you can say. Like even Paul Casey made a comment of like, I played incredible golf, but like you have to just tip your hat to Colin because that his game was flawless. So, oh, the Brooks thing. I don't know. It, it hurts to watch. It hurts so bad. And he made a lot of comments this week towards oh, other yeah. players. Obviously, we're used to him trolling Bryson, and I'm a huge fan of that. I think it's hilarious. And when he's talked about Bryson, it's been very tongue-in-cheek, pretty funny stuff. But he made some comments toward DJ and the other guys in the field before the final round, which – I don't know, maybe it kind of crossed that line. He said at the start of the week that him and DJ are not actually friends, and it was kind of blown out of proportion for the media. But still, I can't imagine having an interview and saying something about you, Chelsea, or someone else that we have played with. And I love that Brooks does troll other players, and I love that he has that competitive fire. Mm -hmm. But if you don't back it up, you look like an idiot. Yeah. And I love Rory with the clap back. Like, I don't know how, you know, like good for him, but I mean, that's, it's one thing that, like you said, it's one thing to trash talk, but then it's one thing to not be able to back up that trash talk. And so, I mean, that, I don't think it's Brooks, you know, he's going to come out. I think he's going to play great, you know, going forward. But I think, I mean, that was a tough situation to be in and a lot of, a lot of heat to have to carry this going into the next week. So that has been his whole mentality. I mean, he talks shit and he backs it up and he can talk shit because yeah, again he backs it up right exactly <laughs> Do you think this is really gonna hurt his mentality moving forward because that's kind of his thing like he yeah. plays good with a chip on his shoulder but now that he didn't back it up like is that gonna change how he talks to other players how he is in the media i mean i don't know how he's gonna act moving forward 
I mean, we, we know how some, some boys can be when they have that like chip and they're not going to stop. He's going to keep, I think he's going to keep doing it. Maybe he'll even do it more. And I think more it's about like, he has that not almost revenge, but now he wants to come back and do it even more. I feel like, like now he wants to be like, I got to get back to my trash talking and then capitalizing on it. So I think he'll be back. I don't see him stopping. It's Brooks. Like, I don't think he'll, you know, Oh, now I got to stop and not be me. So I think he's going to do it even more. And then, you know, for him, hope he can back it up. Like you said, he's definitely going to double down. Like, like Chelsea said, because he's a bully, right? He is, that's also his identity and that's how he spurs himself on. I mean, he had one, he had one bad round. He's, he's going to get mad about it. But what was funny is what, what Chelsea said is there was camera work, really good camera work to keep him out. Yeah. I mean, Paul Casey's in in competition. And I mean, I was like, did he fall in the the lake? Where, where, I can't even see him walk by. No. He was gone. He was gone. They literally went, you're saying, they went out of his way, even if they were showing another player and you got a glimpse of Brooks, they kind of would pan back over to the other oh, player. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's like, this is not happening. This is not happening. We're not going to have Brooks in. But I hope he keeps talking shit. I hope he keeps trolling Bryson. I think having that competitiveness in golf is what golf needs. And right. I love that because when – Tiger was out and you had the spring break boys and everyone was friends and they would stay after if they won and kind of hug and high five each other. I think that's good, but you need both sides of it. You can't just have everyone getting along and it just be, oh, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Like you need that competitiveness and that feistiness from Brooks. And I hope he continues to do it. And I hope players actually start to kind of fight back with him too, because that's going to be really good for golf. Well, yeah, like you said, I think it's so great for golf because, you know, with all the trash talk, when you go to a news site, it's all over all sport pages. And I think people that like other sports with the trash, all that, they love to hear that. And they don't see that in golf a lot. So now kind of bringing that in helps grow, you know, the spectrum of what golf could be and where, getting more fans and people seeing that other aspect of golf and bringing in that trash talk and that kind of heat and fire that you see in other sports. So I hope he doesn't stop either. And I keep, hope he keeps it going and they, um, you know, that they kind of, he can clap back on it because it's fun to watch. Well, because every time, and I notice this a lot, I've really tried my hardest to not only focus on Tiger because I feel like everyone in golf media tends to use Tiger as a crutch because anytime you talk about Tiger or post about Tiger, you get engagement. And we're right. so heavily reliant on Tiger playing well or Tiger doing anything to get our likes and our views. And we need to start talking about other players. And it was actually crazy to see how many people were still so invested in Tiger's play when he really didn't have any chance in the tournament. And I didn't think he was going to play all that great because he doesn't he hasn't been playing any tournaments at all, and it's so hard right. to come out and play when you haven't been playing. You just you're rusty, right? And still, everyone was talking about him like he was leading the tournament. Yeah, and you know, I like you said, I was kind of worried about him going out there just because you think you know he's been having back issues and just his health in general. And then you go to a place where it's how cold was it in the morning? I think it was like 55 degrees, and you're trying to get warmed up. And then I mean, you know how hard it is to get warmed up in you know regular weather, let alone factor in the cold. And so. But it was crazy how how much the media still does focus on him, even though he really wasn't 
you know, a top contender at all, you know, coming into Sunday and even really Saturday, he did not play very well Friday. So, but you're right. It's so heavily focused on him. And I think really drawing in on some of the younger players, you know, you see Matt Wolf, you see Colin and they're just so like, you know, I think Matt Wolf is wearing that like tie dye, like trying to bring in the cool and, you know, the vibes of the city that they're in. It's really cool. So I hope that, you know, we do start focusing more as a media perspective on other golfers and tie, you know, Oh, Tiger will always be there, and he'll always be a focus, but tying in some of the other guys as well. Well, I feel like we have it. It's our responsibility to not only talk about him. And, I mean, he pulled up on Sunday in a red sweater, and that was all I saw in my timeline. I'm like, Tiger's wearing a fucking red sweater. He's worn red (laughs) every single Sunday for the last, like, how old is he? Like 50 years. Since Stanford. Literally his whole career, and we're, we're, like, freaking out that he's wearing a red sweater like come (laughs) on like be better let's talk about other players let's do more because there's going to come a time when tiger's not playing anymore and what are we going to do right what what are we going to do I mean, I saw more close-ups of that putter than any other putter. The whole, I mean, I think I could draw his putter. We saw it so many times, but I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, even too, focusing too on women's golf. I mean, Danielle Kang won, you know, two weeks in a row and just trying to bring more aspects to the game of golf and bring in more personalities because there's so many out there. Like, like, you know, Colt Nose, look at him. You know, he used to play on tour. Now he's commentating. I mean, it's just a great, I think we're starting to see more of it. And I hope we're going to see more and um, yeah, but we'll see. I got a, I got a little rebuttal, PG, because okay. and 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 Chelsea, you don't know this, but PG and I both picked our who we were going to win. Oh, so who did and, you guys have? So, PG picked Brooks. Okay. And I picked Tiger, and it was oh. it wasn't just I'm old and I know Tiger. I picked Tiger. It was there there was some thought behind it, and so I think there's where some media attention came from as well, and that is we are now stepping into a really compacted era of seven majors. Oh, yeah. Right? It is go time. Tiger is on his maybe last lap to get those majors. He is concentrating very hard to get those majors. It was a California course. He's he's a, he's Southern California, but he knows that course. He knows that weather. And it's not a terribly long course, so it he, he, he had some some real fuel behind him. And then he shoots minus two. He's two under after the first first round. So all of those things combined, yes, it fueled the the over-hot Tiger vibe. I don't think you're going to get it on every tournament, nor, I mean, maybe maybe Augusta will be the only other time you're going to hear it. But there was that, that idea that this could be the start of his run, his breaking Jack's majors, his 83rd, all of those things. So... Well, no, and I, and I definitely understand that he's obviously going to be the first person everyone wants to talk about. But when he is out of contention, yeah. we really need to make yeah. an effort to talk about other players. And, I mean, Bryson has been my, my new guy. All I do is talk about Bryson now. Oh, my God, it's been 30 minutes since she brought up Bryson. <laughs> I, it's a new world record. It is a new world record. I, 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 I can't believe it. 30 minutes, PG. <laughs> okay, can we talk about the fact that he thought that he broke his driver because he was hitting it too far, but really he just leaned on it? <laughs> like, of all the ways he could break that driver, like, I was, because at first, like, I was like, did he, did he snap? Like, you just couldn't tell right away. And the fact that he leaned on it and it broke, oh, my gosh. 
I was dying. <laughs> you two tell me. I think he did it on purpose. You guys have had your driver in your hand a lot of times. Do you know he did it on purpose, don't you think? No way. I no think chance. it's just all those, all those protein shakes, all yeah. the eggs and bakey. He, he just leaned on it and it snapped. It's a big boy problem right there. But I loved his direct to camera interview after with himself and he was like oh you know oh i just hit it too far oh my god he's just and so I walking down the fairway with like <laughs> one in one hand i'm like he looks so like disheveled like you're a pga professional he's just walking down the fairway <laughs> i'm crying i don't know why i thought that was the funniest thing ever but i will say as a bryson hater i think he came off fairly likable this week he didn't really do anything that was really obnoxious and even he handled the driver snapping pretty well and his after his post-round interviews were pretty funny so it was it was an okay week for bryson i was hoping for a bryson brooks playoff like that's what i wanted yeah golf wants that for sure i i will say one thing that really impressed me is that when he broke his driver the next hole he stepped up with a new driver and hit the most beautiful drive and that's like a kind of just think about it, you're in a major championship, you break your driver, you have to get up on the next hole with a brand new configured driver and hit the most perfect drive. I mean, that was what I thought was really impressive about that moment. And then obviously his little camera stuff. I mean, his <laughs> his head is like a steel trap. Like oh, yeah. whatever he thinks is that like nothing else is getting in oh, yeah. or out. But it, I think Tony Finau, and this is just a theory I had, I think Tony Finau played really well mm-hmm. on Sunday because he was paired with Bryson. And he kept out driving Bryson, and yeah. I think that was giving him some confidence. And right. they asked Cameron Champ, who is also one of the longest hitters on tour, who's longer, and he said Tony Finau is by far the longest player on tour. Yep. So it, it is funny how they still try to change the narrative to Bryson's changing the game and right. he's the longest hitter on tour when, like, he actually kind of isn't. Right. And every time they Bryson, like, steps up, and he's not even doing anything. He's just standing there, and the commentators fall all over him. And so I think it's our responsibility. I talked about this as people in the media. It's our responsibility to humble Bryson. So that's why we give him shit online because the commentators praise everything. I mean, he could like shit, and people would be like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that? The <laughs> amount that came out of him must be all that protein." <laughs> oh my god! Like no matter what he does, they just love him. <laughs> But did you hear Adam Scott? <laughs> did you hear Adam Scott talk about Bryson? He was yes. like, he, I was like, I was really looking forward to playing with Bryson. And they were like, what'd you think? And he was like, it wasn't really that impressive. <laughs> uh, I, 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 he goes, I, I, I thought I was, I'm pretty much still in the game here. And, and kind of, he, he kind of, he kind of gave it back to Bryson. Bryson did. So Cameron Champ, Cameron Champ was the long, long drive for this, for the PGA, but Bryson did have the longest drive. I will say that. Okay. Did he end up having the longest drive? He had the three. He had 372. He had the longest drive, but Cameron Champ was the longest driver of the tournament. Ugh, I love to hate on Bryson DeChambeau. He's like my I, favorite person. He just makes me laugh so much, okay. and I I have like a love hate relationship with him. I think he's great, and I also hate him. I have a question though. I know you mentioned Tony. He is one of my favorite players out there, and every time I root for him, and I fit, you know, it's just he hasn't been able to finish. Do you think he's going to win this year on tour or, you know, get that major? 100%. I think usually on a Sunday, he tends to lose it. He yeah. will hit bad shots. He's not making putts. 
this Sunday, he played great. Right. He just got outplayed. And so I think his game is trending in the right direction, and I'm rooting for him. He's seriously the nicest guy on tour, and I hope he can get a win. I think once he gets that second win, the floodgates are going to open. It's just all mental right now. But I think this tournament for him was such a positive because, again, he didn't lose it. He just got outplayed, and he made some really great putts, some really great shots, and he looked confident out there, and usually he doesn't look confident on a Sunday. I completely agree, and I really hope going forward he can pull that out because, like you said, he's one of the nicest guys, and he has such a strong golf game, and it's just, like I said, learning how to win and finishing that Sunday round. So, like you said, he looked good out there, and I hope he continues to do that the rest of the season. He And he did overcome some obstacles on that back night. Like, he, yeah. he, he, he gave a couple away and got him right back. And PG's been the believer in Finau. I thought he was going to go away after he crumbled, but so I'm I'm – Standing here, you know, just saying, yes, okay, he's still he's still around. But I have a question for both of you. Martin Keimer comes in and he shoots 66-82. My question to you two professional golfers, would you rather miss the cut with like a 70-72 or would you rather come in hot shoot four under, and then completely shit the bat on the second day? Oh, well, I've been there. I've done that. I have, In college, I actually had one of, well, I was the opposite. I had one of my highest rounds ever. And then the th same day, 36 holes, go out and shoot my lowest round. And so it was kind of a comeback. But to do it the other way around, I could not. That's right. That's and, and then have to, like, go back and get out there. I mean, I would rather just... 70-72, miss the cut, okay, take away the good shots, take away the bad shots, but to completely go out there and have a round like that, that's just, it like, it breaks your heart. Like, it's hard to be out there, and you're just like, get me off this golf course, and it's like, you just, you can't get in the rhythm, you can't make the putts. Everything that wants to go wrong goes wrong, and those are just the worst days of golf, and so I got to go with the other, you know, the missing it, just ho-hum golf, and just, hey, it wasn't your week, versus that, because that's heartbreaking. Same. I, at U.S. Girls, I shot 76, like 91. Yeah. I got the worst pairing, like the tee times, because it was pouring rain, and I hate playing in the rain, and I think I made like a 12 and then an 8, yeah. <laughs> and I, after that, I was just done. Like, I was completely done. My parents walked off the course, and it was, it's heartbreaking. Okay, before we wrap up this segment, I want you guys to give some final thoughts. I'll go first. I feel absolutely horrible for Jordan Spieth. I am rooting so hard for him. As someone who has played professionally and who has really struggled, it is such a helpless feeling standing on the tee, not knowing where your ball is going to go. And I can't imagine him being number one in the world and was supposed to be like the next Tiger, the next, you know, it. And just lose it, completely lose everything. And to see him on the range like looks like he's in tears talking to his coach and his team it's honestly so heartbreaking to see and so I'm really rooting for Jordan Spieth moving forward and I really hope he gets a win and gets back to how he used to play I mean you look at him like you said he looks like he almost wants to cry you can tell in his whole demeanor how defeated he is like in a show it just you can see how much it's weighing down on him and you look at him on the last round he actually played pretty well on Sunday he had some really great up and downs and you look at a player with his level of 
you know, skill level and everything looks great. And so I think it is just a mental battle. So I think if you can go out there and put a few good rounds and kind of remember that feeling and keep that momentum going, I think he'll be back. I'm hoping for him to be back. He's one of my favorite players to date. Um, I think, was it the 2014 Valspar or 2015 when he won? That was one of my favorite tournaments to watch. Having him come back, you know, missing a few shots, getting up and down. Um, I've always admired his short game. So I'm really pulling for Jordan. And I think he will be back. I, I really do think it's just a mental block right now. And I think once he gets those good few rounds in, he'll be back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a little bit of time just to say uh, about, like with Jordan, the ups and downs, what we've been talking about the whole time, the Bryson, the Brooks, all of this. What I'm going to say is like Paige has been talking about hockey and baseball and how and and fights and fun and i mean like i'll look at hulu and i'll say should i watch the golf or oh my god look look lakers are got a great game on and so we're we're out of the bubble golf's not the only sport in town now and all of these all these other sports that are great right one thing i thought was really great for pga this week was this tournament because yes we don't have the fights and there were some awesome fights this week in baseball but we didn't have the fights but we had what I thought was great. I thought Phil showed the, showed the audience how hard a chip shot is just by commentating. <laughs> I thought 12 people in two strokes back in the back nine, I thought that was huge. I thought Colin Marikawa took, took the championship away from people, even, and Bryson tried. I mean, 16, he was right there. He could have threatened. He took it away from DJ. I think today... Like, I was sort of of the ilk that Paige was right. Like, it's just better to watch baseball or, or hockey or whatever. But I actually felt amazing watching this tournament. So that's, that's going to be my, like, little last rant on that. Well, and you say that, too. I want to note that I think when watching those other sports, for me right now personally, without fans, it's such a different environment. Like, I cannot watch another baseball game, I'm sorry, with the little card people cut out behind them. I'm like, can, I'm going to go knock them down. Like, they drive me insane. But I feel like golf, you can't really, you don't really notice that as much. So, like, I think that's where golf has really thrived right now. And during this time, it's showed how to bring sports back. You know, they're taking all the precautions and doing so many great things. And so I think golf is really leading the way for sports right now. And I think they, the PGA Tour, ESPN Plus, you know, they have done an incredible job kind of leading that charge. Yeah, I, I mean, they absolutely crushed it this week, and the tournament was amazing. It was so good for golf, but speaking of other sports, we're going to get into that in the next segment and then we'll talk to Chelsea just a little bit. Keep on listening. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, we're going to recap what else has happened in the sports world and welcome back Tori who is now going to participate in the conversation because we're not talking about golf. Tori, we're glad to have you here. Such foreign languages. I literally put my hair in pigtails. I was so bored. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It was so enticing, you guys. I was. It was riveting. Just kidding. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about golf and then we'll bring you in for a second. <laughs> No, but really, so there's actually women's golf going on, and I forgot to talk about it last week, and I felt really bad about that. The LPGA is back, and it's been two really great weeks this last week, or this last tournament. Uh, Lydia Ko lost a five-shot lead on the back nine on Sunday for Danielle King to win her second tournament in a row, and it was heartbreaking to see. I mean, Lydia, she blew it. Yeah. And you, you know, I, I'm always one of those people, I hate watching tournaments where someone plays bad and then, you know, someone else wins. It's just, it, you, you, as a player, you don't want to see someone that it's, it still gives me the heartbreak, the stomach, it just hurts. And so, but, you know, I think Danielle Kang has been playing really well. She, you know, has, has had some great successes, but to go back to back wins, I mean, good for her. That's incredible. And uh, she deserves it. And it was good for her, but I mean, I hate the poor Lydia Ko. It, it broke my heart. Someone asked me a question on Instagram the other day and they said that I'm all for fighting and golf and who would be the one girl on tour <laughs> I would fight. You say <laughs> And I'm gonna go with Marina Alex. Uh, she has talked shit on me online. I tried to mend it. She ignored me. So Marina, I, I clearly cannot beat you in <laughs> golf. So if you wanna do a fist fight, maybe I'm down. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh no. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we're going to sell I tickets on that punch. one. I know. Oh, right. I, I don't know how to punch. I, 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 I'm going to lose. And both, if we play golf, she would crush me. And fighting, she didn't crush me. But I think she'd be the person that I would fight. I just had to answer that. <laughs> the next live playing around no, podcast. Football. This could be primetime sports, you know. <laughs> exactly. Open up an OnlyFans account just so I can be fighting. <laughs> Gets a million. <laughs> I don't know who's, uh, I don't think anyone's losing in that scenario. I mean, that's the end of my career anyway, so might as well just cash in and <laughs> peace out. Hey, she doesn't I, back down, does she? 
Nope. Paige, you never back down. I love it so much. If only I, I could make sex jokes without losing jobs, <laughs> then it would be great. I was just going to say that. <laughs> we, had, we had this question on the last podcast. Is it better to be a man or is it better to be a hot girl? And Phil just proved me wrong by saying it's better to be a hot girl. It's way better to have a dick. If you have a dick, you're invincible. Mm. No comment. <laughs> Josh, the only person with a dick, is like, I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Well, speaking of me being disappointed, <laughs> I... <laughs> the Pens are out. They were my pick to win the Stanley Cup, and they lost, and I am completely heartbroken about it. And just to fuck me over even more, the Coyotes <laughs> and the Avs play each other in the first round. So I, I like oh. I'm I'm screwed. Like what am I gonna do now? I hate hockey. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're just Chelsea. having a day. Last Chelsea last week she loved hockey. Yeah, she loved, like, loved, loved coaster hockey. over here. I, I couldn't wait to see what you were gonna say about that. I was that. watching the pen, I was watching the Penguins game and I was about to punch holes in the wall. Like, I don't feel like I'm a very angry per Actually, no, I am. A I have anger problems, but it's just <laughs> elevated when I watch hockey and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm cussing and I honestly feel like I want to punch someone. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch hockey before I fight Marina Alex. That's, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Maybe we get you in the ring to do some training before, you know, you can let <laughs> your aggression. <laughs> what am I going to do? All my teams are basically fucked. I, I'm so pissed. You can come well, to the Lightning who, fan, you know. Who are you, who are you going to root for? I mean, I'm going to root pick, for the... You have to pick. I'm going to go for the abs now. Oh, Wait, are the Capitals in? <laughs> Is that a team? Yes, that's a team. Because <laughs> they're hot. And on, oh. my, on my TikTok, they've been doing... I, I think I'm on the, the hockey side of TikTok right now. <laughs> And every time they do it, I'm like, oh, who are you? I'm sure you are on the hockey side of TikTok, Tori. <laughs> For anyone who's curious, Tori is no. potentially going to be dating a hockey player. And so everything oh is now coming gosh. up hockey. I will say, if I would have married any professional athlete, <laughs> I would have wanted to marry a hockey player. Because I think going to hockey games is the most fun. I think I would oh. definitely want to marry a hockey player so now you like it again or we hate it i can never keep up it's like bryson you know it's a love-hate relationship you know i was almost engaged to a hockey player and i have to say they're great they're so much fun but their equipment is the worst smelling athletic gear i have ever smelled like my apartment would he would bring his hockey bag it would smell the entire hallway my entire apartment the entire it was disgusting so that might be a that might deter you from your dating picks, you know, recently. <laughs> Wait, Chelsea, when you said equipment, I thought you were talking about like equipment. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> and then you're like, it smelled the whole house. <laughs> I was like, okay, whoa! good to know. Good to know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he just wasn't, he wasn't wifey or husband material, you know? His equipment smelt. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think 
do, but like, okay, so like the gloves, they would have to put like shave, the only, you would wash them and the smell would reek. You had to put shaving cream like in the gloves or something or on your hands. And that's the only way you could kind of get the smell out. But it was still like, oh, awful. I don't know if it's like the sweat. I don't know what it was, but it was, and it wasn't just him. It was like all of, you could just, all the, the girlfriends were always talking about how to do it and how to get the smells out, but it was awful, so. Did he make you mm. clean them? No, but I, you know me, I'm like so clean and like so OCD about like that stuff. So I would like try to help, like he would wash them and then I would like rewash them a few times and like try to try to do all I could, but there was like no helping that. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. So, just an FYI. <laughs> Just an so, FYI. <laughs> so who, who's everyone rooting for now for the Stanley Cup? Well, I mean, I am a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning and also the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, they had a great win. And the Coyotes had a great win the other night um, in OT, which was exciting. But my Lightning, unfortunately, we have two of our top players out, um, Sam Coast. And I, I'm hoping we can pull it off, and I'm rooting for them, and I think they can. They've done pretty well in playoffs in previous years. So that's my, that's my go-to. I'm just going to – I don't have a team in hockey, and, I, and I've never had a team, and I couldn't get it. I love watching it. Couldn't, couldn't grab a team, so I've never had a team. So I'm just rooting for good, good games. You just want everyone to have fun. <laughs> I, I just I, – you know, it's like I couldn't get – like once Gre- L.A. Kings and Gretzky, and then I was like, no, because then I'm a bandwagon poser, and then I didn't want to be a poser, and then you're like, well, you know, like – I just couldn't do it. So well, st- I don't just have start a team. rooting for the Kings now. They suck. So then you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or the Sharks. I mean, that I tried that that whole thing too. But I got oh. I got into it in the wrong time. I don't want to be a bandwagon guy. So I just like I like hockey. Pro Tour. You like the Capitals? I I, I think they're still in, right? I, I do. I, yeah. Yeah, they are. I think I so. Whatever my TikTok tells me, I just follow. <laughs> <laughs> So I've what? also made a realization that the baseball season is too long and I've already lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Guys, I tried so hard. I tried oh, so hard. I think what did it in for me was I watched the Dodgers Astros like 13 inning game and oh. I sat there and I watched the entire thing. And after that, I just, I, I like couldn't do it. I needed a break. I haven't watched one second of any games. And I think the Yankees have been actually doing not great since I said I was lucky. <laughs> and it's because, but, but here's the thing. I don't know if I jinx them and that's why they're not playing great or they're not playing great because I'm not watching them. So I think my theory of being lucky is still going strong. <laughs> A lot of weight on your shoulders, Paige. A lot of weight on your shoulders. <laughs> Wait, Pro Tour, can you imagine? Like, there's there's probably a thousand people out there on this podcast that listen all the time that that, that listened to Paige and was like, I'm going to bet on what Paige says. And then this week, they're like, what the fuck? You're done? Yeah, she's like, I always trust my gut. My gut is always right. I was wrong. It's like, like these, these poor guys, these poor forty-five-year-old guys are like, I bet fifty grand on, and now she doesn't want to do it anymore. God. What a you game! Know, I'll get back into it. I'll get back into it. I just see it as a little breather. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just a, a lot. Breather. Oh, it's a little breather. It's just, it's, it's, 
it's just a hard like I can't there's just so many games going on and I I I don't know also there's so many I don't know different changes in baseball like I the way that they're kind of adapting to the COVID, I think it's like changing the game. So I don't like that. I don't like what they're, the MLB is kind of doing. So I'm, I just cannot, I cannot watch those games either, Paige. I'm with you. So. See, but here's the difference. I had no idea what they were doing before, and I have no idea what they're doing now. <laughs> so I, but I, there were fights, right? I think I missed a good fight. There were a couple of good Great fights. Great fights. Oh, well, was it the Cardinals? Oh, my God. The pitcher. Can we talk about how pitchers are the most unathletic, athletic people out there in the world? Okay, go, go. <laughs> I have seen when I have watched baseball, which was like for a week. <laughs> That's one week. <laughs> just just one, week. <laughs> one week. That was the best. That was the best ever. I can't stop crying. Oh <laughs> they fall like they all they can do is throw a ball they can't do anything else and anytime they try to catch one or run after one they end up like hurting themselves or they trip and they fall or it's just a mess all around Paige you what, try you... throwing a ball a hundred miles an hour yeah <laughs> I said the most unathletic athletic people you can still be athletic and unathletic at the same time what every golfer that's funny you say that because there was like a viral tweet where someone on Twitter said that I Tiger Woods catching a ball with a tee in his hand is one of the most okay. difficult things that can be done. And everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's the bar that we hold golfers to. It's like, oh, they can catch a golf or a golf ball with a tee in their hand. They're athletes. <laughs> All right. Two pages credit. I will say this. And Pro Tour, you're more of the baseball. I, and yeah, Chelsea, I can't I don't, stand. I don't know if. I don't know if you're on the baseball, but to the credit of the pitcher, usually like six eights. Now they're like they start at like six six. Now they're really long, gangly. They don't hit, and when they do hit, it's not particularly well. So like two. Except for that credit. one guy. What's that guy's name? That he's. Uh... <laughs> well, we got we got to narrow that down a little bit more. Please. Please. That's, that's the long arm. The guy with the baseball no. cap? No, he's he's Korean, and he is like a superstar, and he pitches, and he's really great at hitting. I watched him. What Once. team? Yeah. You remember the colors, like anything like that? <laughs> I think he plays for the Angels? No? It could be. Could be. I actually don't know. I was trying to think of... Um, What's his I'm name? Sure. He's super cute. Know. He looks like yeah. a K-pop. Looks like a K-pop singer. <laughs> you call him unathletic. You call him not an athlete, and now he's a K-pop singer. They call him like Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I can't pull up the name. Well, I'm googling now. I I am obsessed with him. I think he is the only guy that's going to keep me in the game and. I'm sorry that I don't have any more baseball updates for you this week. <laughs> oh, then you're over it. Wait, hold on. But Chelsea mentioned the cutouts. You got to do the. You got your dogs. You got your dogs. Wait, you mean yeah. a dog cutout? No. Uh -oh. So we've had we've had a discussion about cutouts, and it's kind of a running joke now on the show because Josh literally talked ten minutes about cutouts and said absolutely nothing, <laughs> and he kept bringing it up consistently. 
And I said the only way I want to see cutouts is if it's cutouts of dogs. And so Dodger Stadium had cutouts of animals and mostly dogs. And it was great. You know, and I'm not saying that it's because of my podcast. But I'm not not saying it's because of my podcast. So, I mean, I mean... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't because of your podcast because you just said you're not a baseball fan anymore. So. Next page, you're going to see your dog cut out actually in the stadium and then you'll know. Then we'll know. I won't know because I'm not watching the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ne- next week, I'll have some baseball updates for you guys and hopefully hockey as well once I get over the pain of the Penguins losing when they were my pick to win the whole fucking thing. So, Chelsea, yes. you're great. Okay. Like, you're awesome, and you absolutely killed it. What What do you want to do next in your career? We talk about this all the time because you played professionally, and now you're doing the social media, and you actually want to get more into broadcasting, kind of branch outside of golf. What is it about golf that maybe you want to get away from, and what sports are you really interested in? Right. I mean, I loved playing professional golf, um, but when you're out there with those athletes – there's just such a level of talent and I have the utmost respect for, you know, the girls out there on the tour. And, um, you know, I just kind of saw that that wasn't really necessarily where I wanted my career to go. I fell in love with kind of being on camera and doing the on camera commentary and also a lot more of the digital and social media hosting um, for brands and events and things like that. So that's definitely a major focus of mine. I have been kind of pouring my heart and soul into a really exciting creative project that I can't yet share, but in the next few months, Paige will be the first to know, and I will we'll talk all about it when I can share, but that's really been where I've been putting my focus, and I think, you know, with this time right now, change, it, it, it happens, and you have to deal with it, and I think it's really cool how you see brands and, you know, celebrities and everything kind of taking this more digital path. And so um, I've been working with, I have a media company called Cielpazola Media Group, and I've actually been doing some social media consulting for brands, both in the sports space and outside of the sports space and how to kind of narrate through this time of change and how to help their platforms kind of go more to the virtual side and working on a few things there. So that's what I've been up to and I can't wait to share my project. Um, it's a game changer for me and my career and um, I'm excited to share it. All right, we golf, Chelsea, baseball on, baseball off. We got a lot of stuff, PG. What else is going on? You know what? Life has been pretty shitty, not going to (laughs) lie. I'm in a really weird place in my life. I don't know. I think I'm depressed. But I do have kind of good news. I'm thinking of buying a house soon. So I've I've been saving up. I've been working really hard for, I mean, the last four and a half, five years, just saving my money. People give me such a hard time all the time because I am in like a shitty apartment and people are like oh you're you're not like not making anything well you know what i'm a financially responsible bitch and i'm saving my money so i can get a nice house when one thing that's actually really been helping me is scoremaster.com because i've been checking my credit i didn't realize how important good credit is when you need to like buy things (laughs) like (laughs) like honestly like who knew you know i I, feel like i'm i'm there's days where I'm very independent and I'm like on top of my shit. And then there's days where I feel like a little baby and I can't do anything myself. And uh, thank goodness for Scoremaster because I, I, I don't know how to adult. I felt like I was just thrown into the real world and no one taught me about having good credits. I, I guess those are just things you're supposed to fucking know. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's adult aiding. You're aiding adults. Adulting. It's good. 
I grew up very sheltered. But yeah, Scoremaster's really helped. And so we have the CEO of Scoremaster.com, David Coulter, joining us today. And we're just going to talk about it because you've helped me a lot uh, kind of feel like an adult, like that I actually know what I'm doing with my money and my credit score, which is something that I never even thought of before. Well, hi, Paige. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're really excited. So how did you create Scoremaster? You know, Scoremaster was created because people want to understand their credit score better. They want to find out how many plus points they have available. And when we had some credit and data scientists look on how to do this, we figured out that most people have 97 plus points they can add to their credit score, but they don't even know how to get them. So we set out to create something simple and easy where you just move one finger on a dial. You can see how many points you have. It will save a specific and unique plan for people and show them exactly how to get there. And it's working out great for people. What are some of the benefits that you've seen from your customers? Well, the average user of scoremaster.com goes up plus 61 points in 20 days or less. And that can really change people's lives. That can take somebody the difference from not getting qualified to getting qualified, from getting a home loan to getting a better home loan or a car. Uh, just to give you a quick example, the average car that somebody would buy if they went from a 600 score to a 660 score would save $9,000 over the life of the loan. And there's other great examples, uh, a mortgage, a $700,000 mortgage. Somebody could save $20,000 on their down payment and $105,000 on the life of the loan. So it is having a really big impact on people's lives. And, and that's the thing that makes us the most proud is it's helping people. Yeah, and I always thought that you would need help if you had poor credit, but this app is actually for everyone. So if you have good credit, bad credit, it, it helps everyone, right? That's true, it does. You know, a lot of people have worked very hard for their credit score, but just can't seem to quite get there in certain areas. Well, that's the beauty of Scoremaster. Even somebody who has a decent score, like a 700 or a 720, they can sign up in one minute, they can see their plus points, and it will show them exactly how to get their plus points. And so it also does help for people who are struggling and wanna qualify. But what it really helps people do more than anything is understand how their score moves in plus points or minus points and really shows them with one finger on a dial how the credit score works. It makes it so simple for people. And when they can see they have plus points, they just dive right in and get them. And it's sort of like, wow, these are the points I have available? I didn't even know that. So that, that really gets the power of financing back into the person's hands away from the banks. Because the banks will all offer you the same deal. But if you know you have plus points, what people are doing is they're getting their plus points before they apply for financing and they're getting a much better deal in saving. 100%. I mean, Josh, do you have good, good credit? Do you have good credit? Yeah, so uh, it's so funny, David, because I I've done a, I'm a general contractor and a developer, and I build houses and stuff. So my credit will fluctuate, sure. depending on when I'm when I'm when I'm in with a lot of money on the house or when I'm not. And and I'm actually in the process of paying down a loan to have that credit for a new car. And what what really it's interesting to me that I and I I love that you've done this because it makes so much sense. But when you're talking about sixty points in these plus these plus things you're saying i want to know a little bit more yeah, about point. that yeah yeah because i mean you're like you said it's literally saving money pg gets a new house and she can save twenty five thousand dollars just by paying attention 
that's something that people should know about. But could you give me an example of one of those points? Yeah, so um, uh, most people, I, I'll give you a really good example. So one of the areas that scoremaster.com does is it will point out how making payments on odd times can help your credit score tremendously. It will tell you, you should pay this and you should pay that. It will, it has other builder tools and that type of thing. But, you know, most people who are paying their bills in full at the end of the month are not realizing the full benefit of their credit score. So this also points that out. So if you are looking to get an average car, say a $30,000 car, right? And let's say you're at a 600 score and you get to a 660, let's just say you're going to save $9,000 on the life of that loan. Imagine that. And that's over a typical five-year loan, that type of thing. And even people who are already in the 700 720s, they can go up 20, 30, 70 points. They can still save a tremendous amount of money in the six to $7,000 range. So what I would encourage you to do and all of your listeners to do is before you apply for anything, go to scoremaster.com, sign up in one minute, see your plus points, and get your plus points because the average person is getting them in less than 20 days and most Americans are very patient. I mean, what would you rather do? Apply for a car at a 650 score or at a 710 score? Of course you'd go for a 710 score. So ScoreMaster makes it really simple and easy and it also makes it very specific to your unique circumstances. Well, that's amazing. David, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, if I can do it and it's easy enough for me to use, then everyone listening should be able to use it. So guys, go check out scoremaster.com slash par. That's scoremaster.com slash par and go check out your credit score. Thanks, David. All right. Thank you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Chelsea, we talk about this a lot on the podcast and with other guests that we've had, that being an Instagram golf girl is almost a negative. Yeah. And I feel that it's it's almost hurt my career in a lot of ways. Has that have you seen that as well? Has it been something that's been difficult for you to overcome? I think for me, I we you and I talk so much about this. I you know, where golf has taken me in life, I am forever thankful for, and I think sports in general. And so, you know, the negative comments and the things that I get, I just try to know where it's taken me in my career and the things that I have gotten to do because I have this platform and I'm so blessed and thankful for it. So yeah, there's a lot of negative and there's a lot of heat. And I think you get it even way more, you know, especially with, you know, some of the comments and stuff. And I just try to use, I just know where it's taken me and I just kind of use it to keep going. And I want to help inspire others to get into sports because I think, sports as can help communities and it brings communities together and I've seen that in my life and just in general and so I'm that's where I take it as I mean I kind of laugh when someone wants to take the time to write a negative comment it's it's you know it, it goes back on them and their insecurities and I'm like I'm just gonna say a prayer for that person and hope you know they have it because it's sad and and so I I can't think of it. <laughs> you're a much better person than I am <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm so bored right now. I'm just destroying lives left and right. Hey, Jim, but we love where you're entertainment. We love it. I'm in a very weird spot in my life that I just want to make others feel horrible as well. Paige. So thank you for saying prayers. <laughs> Bless up. Bless up. Oh, but no, but yeah, I mean, I, we talked a lot about it and, there, and I mean, I think you hit it on the head too today with talking about being a woman and being, watching what you say or making a sexual comment maybe can get you fired from a platform. I mean, we, we've seen that. And so I think it's, that's, what's negative and that's, what's hard. It's, it's almost more not being an Instagram golf girl, but being a woman and how do we navigate and being like that. And so I think that's something that, you know, I hope to hope to help other women. And I mean, I'm just, I'm very thankful for what golf has done, but yeah, I don't that's that's where my take is. So have you have you felt that it's been harder being a woman in the golf industry or do you think it's more general that cuz you've worked with hockey teams, with football teams and I know it's one of the hardest things for me right now is with growing this podcast is obviously getting really great guests to come on and it's so easy to reach out to my girlfriends because we have that relationship and I don't even hesitate to think about it, but I don't have the luxury to reach out to male professional athletes because it's then twisted or they make it weird or people assume that I want to have sex with them. And it's really hard. Like it, it really fucking sucks. And it's been driving me crazy because I can't maintain a relationship with a male professional athlete without people assuming things or it's just it's really frustrating and I feel like it really sets me back 
And I was wondering if, if that's just more of like a golf thing or if it's just women in sports. We just, these are things that we just have to deal with. It is women in sports. It is women in business. It is women across the spectrum and it affects us so much. And it's, so, I mean, I've been uninvited to pro-ams. I've been just because I'm a female girl. And, you know, we talk a lot about this and I love my body. I love who I am. And if I want to post a picture doing this or that, you should be able to have that freedom as a woman and not be judged on that. And that's something that we have talked numerous times about and how hard it is to be a woman. And so that's, you know, and we talk a lot about this. I think it's almost, we need women to support each other, but we also need the males in our industry to support us and to help kind of push that forward. We need male feminists, not, I mean, I hate the word feminist, I, like not something, but we need men to be advocates for us, especially in the sports world. I mean, I have played with a number of athletes that get to know me and they say, you know, you're a great girl. I'm a strong Christian woman. Like I'm never gonna, you know, go across the line with a male athlete that's married or has, or anything like that. And so, and you know, sometimes that comes into it. And, you know, if you reach out to someone to play golf, there's, it can, people think, oh, this, do they just want to hook up? Are they just, you know, doing it this way? And, and it's so sad that we have to deal with that as respectable women. And we just want to learn from other athletes or we want to connect on that level. And, and that's what I think is really sad. And so, like I said, I think women have to support women and then we need male advocates in this industry. Well, in general, I guess. Well, and I, it's hard too, because I have not, I haven't always been a respectable woman. Let's just throw that out there. But now it's like... <laughs> It is what it is, guys, you know. But no matter, now moving forward that I'm older, it's like whatever I've done in the past or whatever I've said in the past or things that I've worn in the past are coming back to haunt me. And so now when I say, you know, I want to be more professional or take my career in a different direction, people are like, well, you, you're, once you said this or you were that person, then you're always that person. And that's what's so frustrating for me. It's like I can never get past that. And even though I have changed, people still hold on to the person that I was before. But I feel like when it comes to guys, they make a mistake and we're like, eh, it's just boys being boys. Why can't a girl just be a girl and also want to sleep around sometimes? Why is that a bad thing? Exactly. Why can't we have fun? And why, why can they only have fun? I, I just, it drives me insane. The double standard. It's so sad. And it's sad too, Paige, that, you know, look at what you've done. You've built an incredible, successful platform. You have one of the number one, I think the number one podcast in golf, and you're still being criticized for mistakes that were made in the past and how far you've come. And that's why I think it doesn't have to just be like, it's women and males all supporting each other. And it's just us being able to be who we are, but still ha stand for things and like have our voices being heard. And I'm really excited because this is part of what my project is kind of about and what I've been working on. And I, I'm excited to share that too. That's exciting. I, I think you're doing such great work. And uh, the irony of me talking about golfers that I've dated and then saying this too, I understand <laughs> it. Like I, I get it. I get it. I'm just throwing that out it's there because okay. I know they people are going to be dicks okay. <laughs> about it. Can I can I can I jump in for just one sec? Please, please. Just okay, good. Okay, okay. So, uh, just to, just I'm gonna stutter my way through this. Sorry, Paige. But Chelsea, you're you're working on you've you've developed your brand. You're working on some other things. Paige is uh, one of the reasons I love being 
here on this podcast is because Paige just fights the machine, right? She speaks her mind, she uses her brand, and no one can tell her what to say, right? So if your new projects, if your new projects are going into sports, maybe being a commentator, maybe doing something else like that, you are actually walking into, right now you have your freedom, you have your brand, you get to say what and do whatever you want. Once you go back into the machine, it's more of what you both are talking about. Sure, you need allies, sure, you need women supporting women, but we are talking about Amanda can't say what either of you two can say because she's got a contract with CBS. So how do you navigate that? I mean, and that's a question that they're making movies on right now. I mean, look at UC Bombshell. They just made this whole movie about it. And I think that's a time that all women are trying to navigate is how do you know what, when you're on camera, you have a thousand things going through your mind. How do you know what you can and can't say? And how do you narrate that? And I think, you know, it's a learning process. And we're, as women, we're learning every single day how to be able to be ourselves and be like we're out of that machine when we get in that machine and making our voices heard and having our brand. And I think... Paige, you do such a good job of being authentically you. Like, you don't change for anything. You are you. And I think that's what makes you, you know, a leader in the industry. And so that's an example. And I think we have to learn. We have to have, we, you have to have other advocates than just yourself. You can go in and be a brand, but it's a long term and it's setting that pace for others. And I think it's a, it's a work in progress. Well, I think you have to just make the decision. Mm -hmm. I've said, fuck it. I am just going to do whatever I want to do. And I've made that decision. And I know I have probably closed a lot of doors because I have chosen to be upfront and honest and to say whatever I want and be unfiltered. And there's pros and cons to it. But I think an honest voice is the most powerful voice. And that's what I choose to do. And if I lose money, if I lose deals, if I lose um, companies that don't want to work with me, that's their loss. That's not my loss. I would never want to work with a company who wants to mold me into something that I'm not because chances are if they hire me, they're going to be really unhappy with who I am. Right. And we're both going to be unhappy. I, <laughs> I can't be tamed, guys. So <laughs> that is why I've chosen to be completely independent. But I think Chelsea kind of does a better job of navigating that where she is still herself, but she's never really crossed that line where more traditional companies don't want to work with her. And again, you, you just have to choose. Do you want to take this path or do you want to take a different path? And one way is not right or wrong. I think it's just what you want to do. And there's been plenty of times where I lay awake at night and I wonder if I did the right thing. Do I want this to be my legacy? Do I want the fact that I, I, you know, there's just so many things and what ifs, but again, I would rather be authentically me right. and be happy with that because in 20 years, who knows what's going to be happening. And I will be proud with the fact that I always stood my ground and said what I wanted to say instead of feeling trapped by working with a company who just wants to be this perfect little package that I'm not. And I think that you, as women, we have the ability to support that. Like, if you want to be you and that's the path you choose, we should all be supportive of that. And I think you get so much hate from the outside world. And I just don't understand why people don't, like, just support you for you. Or if you don't want to follow along, then don't follow along. But it's, you know, I, I always want to support you. And I think, you know, there's people that do. And it's just finding that support and that's what I want to help you know kind of going forward yeah but I think it comes from both sides you yeah. definitely need women to be supporting you and but you need men to support you there's so many times where I'll have CEOs of big companies reach out to me privately or to my agent and they say I love what she's doing but yeah <laughs> sorry we can't work with her yeah. you know <laughs> too bad yeah. <laughs> And at the 
it, like it is what it is. But Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. You were great. I cannot wait to hear about your huge project. Um, thank you guys you're so much for having me on. I had so much fun and I loved, uh, loved talking the shit with you guys. So. Nah, I will hopefully see you soon yes. at some point because I miss you like crazy. But again, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. have an episode of playing around without some tna and we got a very interesting question from scott josh do you want to read it for us yes i'm really good at reading right now i'm in a good <laughs> reading mode um so from scott what are Paige's thoughts on virtual quote online lessons versus in-person lessons below is a photo of a text conversation i am currently having with a pro where i live and cannot get a response back from him. I have taken lessons from him in the past, and now I can't get a reply. It just says, are you still giving out lessons? The pro says, I am, sir. I'm headed, and then Scott says, I'm headed to Pinehurst in October, need help with the driver in Fairway Wood. Driver's going right, not a slice, but dead right. Do you have any availability? So I guess he's getting ghosted. Well, if there's two things I know, it's bad instruction <laughs> and getting ghosted. So this is right up my alley. <laughs> I will say that 
you really need to find a good pro. And if they are a good pro, it doesn't matter if the lesson is in person or it's online, they will be able to help you. But there are so many bad teaching professionals out there and even a lot of good ones who are just in it for a quick money grab. And so you really need to be careful about who you take your lessons from. Do research, ask around. It's going to be an investment, not only a financial investment, but also a time investment. When you start taking lessons, people think that you're going and you're gonna get a quick fix. But most of the time, pros, if you're working with a bad pro, they're actually going to start changing your swing because they want you to keep coming back time after time after time. And so they're not just gonna give you one quick tip, they're gonna change your swing and that's gonna take so much time for you to get in the right positions. And it takes a lot of muscle memory to get to fix it. It takes a lot of practice. And there's just so much that can go wrong with actually working with a PGA professional. So really be careful about who you're seeing, their reputation, and what they're charging you. A lot of pros overcharge on their lessons. If they say they have TPI certification, there's all these different things that go into it to make them sound better so they can upcharge you. And just be really careful about who they are and what you're getting out of it. If you don't have the finance if you don't have the money to pay for lessons, you can go on YouTube and watch instructional videos and they're actually very beneficial. One thing that I like to do when I'm doing tutorials is really strip it back and make it simple. I feel like pros overcomplicate it to sound smarter and it just is confusing. Like I, I could go on and on because I think there's so many things that go wrong with working with professionals and how important it is to find a good teaching professional. I think it's honestly one of the most important things because if you have someone who's there to help you, they should be good at what they're doing and a lot of them suck. A lot of them really, really suck. I think Scott wants a virtual lesson from you is what I'm saying. Maybe we need to do another giveaway then. <laughs> what a great idea. Perfect idea. Well, what I'm hearing is you go to ScoreMaster, you, sa you, you save money, you get better credit, then you pour that back into finding your better instructor. Well, I, I think I'm, a, I'm frustrated this morning because uh, you, you guys know how I talk about club fitting and how important club fitting is. Well, a PGA professional called out um, club champion, the company that I love working with. And I think they're really great. And he said that it's just a money grab for them and that they're going to upcharge you on shafts and, and that fitting is not that important. It really fucking pissed me off because I have seen so many professionals upcharge their students because they have a track man and because they have a TPI certification and they're charging 400, 500 plus dollars for an hour lesson and you're, you're claiming that you're in it to grow the game of golf, then do fucking free lessons, do clinics. And they're not doing that. The amount of money that really good teaching professionals charge students is outrageous, outrageous. And then so people are stuck trying to pick the game up and they're taking from people who just went through the PGA program. And it's not a shot at the PGA program, but it, it's just anyone can get it. Anyone can be certified to teach. And so it's just really frustrating that just because they went through the certification and they have it, then they're good. And 
but you're stuck either going to someone who sucks or you're stuck going to someone who's good and then you have to pay a ton of money it's like the system is so flawed so for that guy to be charging his students a shit ton of money and then to complain about club fitting like come on come on i don't think that a lot of professionals actually really want to help their students it's a money grab for majority of them yeah 500 per lesson i actually understand now why guys try to get free lessons from you for dates (laughs) (laughs) that makes so much sense now (laughs) But that's why I put a lot of my tutorials online so people can have access to good information for free because that's what's actually going to grow the game of golf. It's going to be more harmful if people go in and they get a lesson and they don't learn anything and actually makes their game worse and then they're not having any fun. That person's never going to probably take a lesson again and never going to try to play golf. It it just drives me crazy. Yeah, and... and you're right. Padraig Harrington's doing great stuff on YouTube. There's a lot. There's a few guys that are doing some really good instruction on YouTube. And 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 just to get back to this, you, so you don't mind if it's an, a virtual lesson or not. You think could you fix someone's swing virtually? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think that's the next contest for sure. If you if you just get them to have the right angle, you get one swing view from the front and then one from the side. It's really simple and easy because it'd be almost the exact same thing that I'd be doing with them in person instead of on in online. You just take the swing, analyze it, draw some lines, and tell them what they're doing wrong or tell them how to fix it. But I, I feel like a lot of people who want lessons, they only want quick fixes. They don't actually want to retool their entire swing. And I think that's where a lot of PGA professionals go wrong. Just give them a quick fix because they're not going to spend the time to actually practice what you're telling them to do. And so they're just wasting their money and their time because they're not going to actually end up doing it. So for professionals to sit there week after week in the same lesson from the same person who hasn't practiced anything they taught them, it's, it's just tell them don't take lessons anymore. It's like irresponsible for the teacher to do that. Okay, I'm done. What a day for Paige. <laughs> it was good. That was good. What I a day that for Paige. This I is... <laughs> oh, thanks, Scott. That was great. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for the, thanks for the message. Oh, I'm fired up today. What else do you guys want to talk about? Like, let's just <laughs> dive right in. We got we to gotta pocket some of this for next Monday. You're fired. Yeah, that was great. I love that rant. Those are those rants like for me, PG. I think that's your the listeners. If they're anything like me, they need to hear that, especially if they're just starting out with golf, or 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 let's just say they're even a 24 handicap and just love the game. Those are great. There, there's so much to that. Trying to get someone, trying to go from a 30 to a 10 handicap is a lot of work and time. And if and and if they can get some shortcuts. It's, they're going to save thousands and thousands of dollars. Don't take lessons if you don't want to put in the time and effort to make the changes because it's actually going to be more harmful than beneficial. Um, I could talk forever on that subject. But that was a fun episode. I want to thank Chelsea for jumping on and joining us. She was a great guest co-host. And Tori, you were a chatterbox. So you really need to like turn it down a couple notches because I, I couldn't handle it. Golf just gets me going. Can't stop. So many dividends, dividends, dividends. And, um, sure. And. Divots? Uh-huh, that one too. 
That one too. I feel bad. Like now PG doesn't want to talk about baseball anymore. That was like your jam. I don't care. I'm going to make you talk about baseball. Okay. You think I care? I'm going to make you like baseball. <laughs> I promise. I promise I'll be back on the baseball train next week. I just, like I said, I need a breather. I need a little bit of a break. It's just a lot all at once. You know, it's overwhelming. <laughs> and I couldn't handle it. And so we don't take half-assers. We don't take half-assers. Baseball Twitter was so nice to me. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they switched. And it's just no fun anymore. So fun. I, I, I almost lost an organ laughing. I was so... Oh, that was so funny. Well... Hope you guys enjoyed this as much as Josh did, and we will <laughs> see you guys next week. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.